Welcome to episode 297 of the Parkrun Adventurers podcast. I am Ollie Spake and I am joining once again from Dalrawal country. And I am Melissa Ellis and I'm coming to you from Wurundjeri country. And um, Mel, happy International Cat Day. Oh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> and happy International Cat Day to Sphinxy. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. He's Look, he's been lapping it up. He's uh, slept all day and I think he did get three breakfasts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't usually, but uh, obviously wanted to make the most of the day and pull the wool over our eyes. That's lovely. The best I can offer is the black cat that I see from across the road occasionally from my office window. Don't even know its name. That's all right. It counts. I've had a couple of black cats. Um uh, I had one when I was younger called Vegemite. Oh, yes, that's yeah. a good name. Yeah, and I also had Bruce and Sheila. Uh, they were brother and sister. Right. And Schminker, that was named after, I think, a uh, might have been a German oil-based paint, if I'm not mistaken. That was when mum was at art school and uh, that was um, something that was very familiar to, uh, <laughs> to her and her <laughs> friends. Yeah, but I digress. Um, how, how was your weekend now? <laughs> Just going back to um, cats, although, you know, it's a tenuous link. Mm. Uh, I got swooped for the first time today, Ollie. Spring is in the air. Oh, it's almost swoopy September, right. My first swoop. Well, we're only in the first barely week of August. Yeah. I can't believe how early it is. Yeah, goodness. I think everyone's ready for the winter to be over and spring to come here in the Southern Hemisphere at least. And it looks like the birds are right up for it. Yeah. Is, is this where I say, aside from being swooped every single morning as a child by plovers, I don't think I've ever been swooped while running. That's lucky. Yeah. That's very lucky. I'm actually going to go and get my Nike hat. When I, when I lived <laughs> over in uh, Nariwaran South, I mm. used to wear a black cap with uh, white Nike swoosh on it and I never got swooped. And I'm thinking maybe because it was the black and white. Ah, one of their own. I looked friendlier. Yes. Okay. So I might switch back to that and see if I have any luck. You could go even further and throw on a whole Collingwood Magpies jersey or something. Well, I've got one. Yeah. AFL, oh, I've got to say, Collingwood, we, <laughs> they're doing really well. At the oh, right yeah? end of the season, we just won our 11th game straight. I say we because I'm on the bandwagon now. We're winning and we're doing really well and we're second on the ladder. That's impressive. Well, yeah. But I am a born and bred magpie Collingwood supporter, so. Oh, so it's a good year. Yeah. That's very good. Yeah. I admit I haven't been following it closely this year, so uh I'm clearly not born and bred. Mm. Oh, well, you're forgiven. Thank you. I suppose we should talk about parkrun. Yeah. Oh, well. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, tell me about your parkrun morning. Well, my parkrun morning was fairly straightforward. I was determined to keep up the volley count, so just looked to fill a role that was vacant in the roster as photographer, which I haven't done too often. I'm probably one of those... Slightly self-conscious photographers, but I decided to put that to the side for the day, grab the camera, take a few photos, and squeeze in a run. So uh, I took a few photos beforehand, but then quickly uh, when our run director, Ralph, set us off, I dashed and, Mel, I, I led the pack. What? So that was exciting. I led the pack. With the camera? With the camera. So about 150 metres in. Is that because Ralph wasn't running? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I would had such a start that I was able to literally turn around at about 150 metres in and take a photo of the rest of the pack and then keep running. Um, not, not meaning to be a humble brag here, but I got to 600 metres and I was spent at that point. So I picked that spot and took a whole bunch of photos and then followed the tail walkers. But probably the highlight of the morning was getting to catch up at about the one and a half K or or closer to two K mark with Mr. Chris Fraser, who was back out there and running and walking his 300th park run. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Congratulations, Chris. Congratulations to Chris and thanks for having me for part of the park run at least. And um, suffice to say, he did beat me. I did finish just behind him. He would like that. (laughs) And I can just hear all our adventurer friends out there saying, arbitrary. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yes. But still, we like those nice round numbers, don't we? We do. We do. We do. Look, there were a couple of more 250s as well from some of our well-travelled Shell Harbour Park runners. But, yeah, it was certainly a highlight to see Chris notch his 300th. What about yourself, Mel? I was out at Kirkdale Reserve Park Run for my second visit. Second visit in about five weeks, I think, four or five weeks. But it was... Uh, Jodie Maisie's 50th park run. Yes. So she earned her red shirt, but it was also her Hoffman because she's done 50 unique events. So we were celebrating that. Jodie brought along cupcakes. She also brought along B1. I don't know if you saw the photos. I did see the photos. So Brendan <laughs> <Adam> Peel <laughs> came along dressed as a banana in pyjama and I had my barcode scanned by said B1, which was uh, a new experience for me. Uh, I ran... <laughs> Walked the course with the ideas man, Mr. Bruce Purdy, who was out there with Donna, his lovely wife, and uh, we, we wore red for Jody's milestone as well and had brunch afterwards at the Serres Cafe, which was also very lovely, sitting around, have a yarn with our fellow adventurers. So, uh, yeah, staying close-ish to home again. And got some zoomies in as well. I did see that. What a great way to celebrate. Congratulations to Jody. And uh, yeah, well done. It was a very red bunch, aside from said banana, of course. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Any excuse, I think, lately. Any excuse, yeah. Mr. Brendan Peel, to get into yep. his uh, B1 outfit. He really should be That's wearing it, it for City to Surf. It's not too late, yes. Brendan. It's not too late. I'm going to start calling him Banana Man. <laughs> yep. He might get on the news. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think let's let's do it. Come on, Brendan. You're going to wear one too, Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> I was just encouraging Brendan. Oh, I right. don't have one, but <laughs> I can uh, fix that. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose it is a large item to take in the luggage, though. Oh, That's yeah, don't a- try and weasel out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying to weasel Brendan out of it. We can put out a call to the Park Runner uh, community if you have a Bananas in Pyjamas outfit that you'd like to lend to Ollie. Come <laughs> along to Cooks River Park Run on Saturday. <laughs> oh, goodness. Goodness, what have I done? Maybe E-Man would jump in too. Oh, I can just see it now. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mel, episode 296, uh, we, we saw a little bit of social media but not, not really any feedback to share this week. Is it fair to say? Yeah, there wasn't really yep. a lot uh, however, Ollie, mm. there was a discovery yes. that happened in the last week, which was a bit exciting. And uh, by the time the pod comes out, it will be shared on social media. Yes. Well done, Sarah. You found it. The bottle, it made its way all the way to Western Australia. It was always going to get there. <laughs> we were sure of it. <laughs> It was. So she is in possession of the challenge now. Now we sit and wait for it to occur. Yes. Well, she's had plenty of prep time. So not knowing the challenge, of course, but (laughs) mentally preparing. I read it out when I threw it in the water. Oh, yes, of course. Ah, well, it's coming then. But the fever. The fever. The fever. (laughs) Yeah, I've got the fever so much. I've got a bit of a head cold now. But um, aside from that... (laughs) Have you been watching some of the games, Mel? I have, and uh, very exciting. Some of it's been on repeat, I must admit. Mm. (laughs) I haven't been able to get my head around when is the prime time. I know I've had two (laughs) weeks. I still think it should be the evening for some reason that Mm. this stuff's on, but I probably should be putting the TV on when I wake up in the morning, shouldn't I? Well, yeah, I think that's one of the the tips and tricks. Great for the early risers because some of those events are – probably an hour or two before even wake-up time, more like stupid o'clock. But we were spoiled with the Tokyo Olympics being much, much closer to our time zone. Yeah, I think maybe the marathon threw me right at the start Mm. because it was more prime time for us for some reason. (laughs) That's very true. But needless to say, there have been some amazing finishes. And look, we uh, put our green and gold glasses on for this because – Whilst amazing performances across many of the Commonwealth nations, uh, we have been unashamedly cheering on some of our Aussies. And uh, one of those is a a guy called Ollie. I know. Yeah. Scott could interview him. Ooh. 
<laughs> that works, doesn't it? Yes, that works. Um, but, yeah, what an amazing finish in the 1,500 metres there. So um, games record time, the first Australian since Herb Elliott in 1958 to win either the men's 1,500 or the mile event uh, that it was before, I understand. And it was only in the last 10 metres that he really raced in there. Just a stunning finish uh, from, I think it was something like fifth going into that that final stretch. Yeah, it was absolutely amazing. And I think he was so overcome when he saw the first place himself. He was so overcome that he kind of fell to the ground, didn't he? Yeah, just raw emotion. And look, while we're on the 1500, uh, I did catch uh, this morning, day of recording, Abby Caldwell, who finished amazingly in third position to get the bronze herself in the women's 1500 metres. And uh, little did I realise she was uh, formerly a Westerfold parkrunner, Mel. Ah. Yes, with one parkrun at Sunny Inverloch as well. Excellent. Two good parkruns to have in your repertoire. (laughs) That's right. That's right. And and special mention, of course, to Lyndon Hall and, and Jess Hull uh, from Shell Harbour Parkrunner. Uh, Shell Harbour Parkrunner, I should say, uh, also in the final of that event. Who else was uh, doing well? Peter Bowl, Ollie. He had the eyes of the nation on him in the 800 metres men's event. Yeah. And he came away with a silver medal. Yes. Couldn't quite make it there in the end, but, yeah, amazing run. And, yeah, it's just stunning what he can do. Speaking of stunning as well, uh, the first Australian para-athlete with a stunning four gold medals at the Commonwealth Games, Madison Di Rosario. Mm. Uh, So we mentioned her last week, of course, as she was kicking that off. She's just gone from strength to strength. Yep, absolutely brilliant. So we'll claim her as well. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's right. But I I suppose from an Australian perspective, we've had no medals in the parkrun finals. Mel, we've, we've had... Some good representation. Uh, so a couple of parkrunners in there in Isabel Bat-Doyle, who came eighth. Uh, I believe Aldinga Beach is her parkrun. Uh, Rose Davies, 17th. Uh, and I've seen a few newy runs from Rose. Uh, and Natalie Rule also in the final there, coming in in 18th. And then across in the men's, Jack Rayner, 8th, who I think is a new farm parkrunner. I could be wrong. And Matthew Ramsden, who came 10th, who I think, once again, is a Rockingham parkrunner. So great performances, no medals, but some some solid uh, parkrunning out there. Absolutely is. Well, it's probably a bit generous to call it parkrunning, but some some very so- <laughs> solid 5K runs. Yeah, because, you know, parkrun's not a race. That's right. Oh, good news, good news. And uh, it'll be sad to see their Com Games wrap up, but we can look forward to the next round of the Olympics. And uh, that's right. Go through it all again, Ollie. But now it's time to throw to our champions of roving reports. Let's have a listen to them now. Good morning, Sunny Bonani adventurers. Today I'm checking in from Manzini Parkrun in the kingdom of Eswatini. You may remember Eswatini better as Swaziland, but the name changed literally overnight in 2018 after King Hamswati III announced it during a speech. Eswatini is a small landlocked country situated between South Africa and Mozambique and has a population of around 1.3 million people in the 200 by 130 kilometer country, making it the second smallest on mainland Africa. Until recently, the only parkrun was in the capital city Mbabane, but on the 16th of July, the largest urban centre Manzini launched their event. Manzini is also known as the hub, as it is the major commercial and industrial centre of Eswatini and has a population of about 110,000 people. The city was once one of the major colonial headquarters during the Anglo-Boer War. That war led to the destruction of most of Bremersdorp, as it was then called, after which the administrative functions moved to Mbabane, with the city redeveloping over the past century and a quarter and not much of the historical past remaining. The Manzini Parkrun takes place at the lovely Manzini Golf Course in the center of the city, and I'm delighted to join the team here today. 
Good morning, Sunny Bonani Adventurers. We're here in uh, Manzini today. Uh, Manzini Parkrun is the second parkrun in Eswatini, and I'm talking with Minenshle, who's scanning for the first time today. Minenshle, how does it go so far? Um, thank you so much for having me. I mean, it has been so much fun. It, I was a bit nervous at first because it's a new thing, but it's been going quite well. It's a lot easier than I thought it would be, and I just love interacting with the runners and, and watching all of these committed people really see it through. That's beautiful. Um, so today's event number four, and you've said that you've been here three times already. So uh, you've volunteered in other roles before as well? Um, I've volunteered quite a few times, and I've worked in the NGO sector. I have volunteered as a human rights advocate. I really do like to give back to my community, community in any way that I can. So as soon as I join something that I enjoy, I'm like, how can I volunteer? How can I share this experience with someone else? Thank you very much for volunteering at Manzini. We appreciate it. Thank you. Adventurers, I'm here with Ayanda. Ayanda is our run director for the day. Ayanda, are you happy with the turnout today? Yes, I'm very happy with the turnout today because there are a lot of people. And a lot of first-timers as well, I yeah, saw. Yeah, and a lot of first-timers. Yeah. So, very happy. Yeah. So, um, the course, can you describe the course for me? The course? Yeah. Uh, it's uh, about five kilometers. So, we round two laps. Two so, laps. yes, the first lap, we give you a rubber band. Then on the second lap, then when we give you, your, your, we scan your barcode. Yeah. Then we have to win. All right. Yeah. Thank you very much, Ayanda. Have a nice day. Oh, thank you very much. Good morning, adventurers. I'm here with uh, Amon Shamilimo. Amon is the event director here at Manzini Parkrun and uh, Eswatini, the kingdom of Eswatini. Good morning, Amon. Good morning, how are you, sir? Fine. I'm so glad to be here for the fourth run of uh, Manzini Parkrun. Park yeah. um, how did it come about that uh, Manzini got its own parkrun? Uh, actually, um uh, open, I opened uh, an NGO and uh, basically it was about uh, involving the youth, the young ones. So I thought of where we can have some recreation for the youths so that they are kept busy uh, when they are, you know, not doing their schoolwork. And then I just googled and then I came across Parkrun. I didn't even know about Parkrun. Even the closest one in Babana, I didn't know about it. So I googled, then I got this one, and then I contacted. Uh, it was uh, Bruce in South Africa. Then he gave me a call. Then we spoke. Then he said, "No, it's fine, Amon. You can do it. Uh, all you need to do find a place. Once you get a place, then let us know. Then we'll come check, and then you can start." But it was before COVID time. Yeah, and then. During COVID, he told me, you know, now we've closed this, this COVID, we can't do runs anymore, so you have to wait until we reopen again. So when they started again, then I contacted him. Hey, Bruce, I'm here, I got a place. Then he says, okay, fine. Send us the map. And then we started from there. And then they told me how to go about it later from the owners of the land and all those things. So that's how... You know, I got to start it, and then uh, on the, I think it was last month, yeah, then they had to give me six weeks to get some training, then we went to Mbavane, and the guys in Mbavane are so awesome and very friendly, they helped us a lot, so they, they taught us how to go about everything, and how Parkrun is, is run, then from there, your team from um, Jobek and others came from Taiwan. Uh, we launched on the was it the sixteenth sixteenth of July. Yes, yes, yes. So yeah, the f for a start for me it was good because we were over thirty three something. Yeah, thirty three. Uh, yeah, so so there. far the uh, participation seems to run around uh, the twenties. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, what would you like to see happening for Manzini Park Run in the future? I would love to see it grow, you know, and involve especially uh, all from all the ages, you know. I would love to see it, you know, grow and everyone participates, the young, the old, you know. I would love to see, you know, that happening here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, thank you very much for bringing a parkrun to Manzini. We really love the course. Um, and I'm going to kill someone that told me that it is a flat course. <laughs> it's not even slightly undulating. It was quite undulating. And uh, my legs is going to feel it tonight. 
Um, Armand, thank you very much for having me here and it was a special day for me, especially since this was my 100th uh, different event and I hope to see you again in the future. All uh, the best for Manzini. I really appreciate it and thanks for coming, Joanne. It was nice having you here and uh, we enjoyed uh, being with you here. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Hey, well, adventurers, that's it for another fun day at Parkrun. The event at Manzini went off without a hitch today, thanks to the efforts of our lovely volunteers. And although the total participation for the day was maybe a little bit low, there was really great excitement as the first three finishers, all three, smashed the course record today. Taking into account the trail run nature of the route, the first finisher, Manoba Nshlabatsi, set a more than respectable time of 16 minutes and 34 seconds. Bit the record with almost four minutes and not to be outdone my relatively mediocre time which I'm blaming on the heat and humidity did shave off seven minutes of my age category record so until next time Salani Gashle and happy park running hello hello is this thing on is this thing working it still works oh my gosh hey it's Cam from WA here uh, I'm reporting in because I'm adventuring I'm at Lake Claremont today Lake Claremont, well, where is it? It's not too far from the showgrounds. If you've ever dropped the wife and kids off at the show and said, don't worry, I'm gonna go park somewhere and I'll see you inside, and gone for a bit of a drive and a bit of a walk back, yeah, round about that area. So today, Perth has turned it on, the sun is shining, there are blue bits of sky somewhere, oh, there's some, and uh, let's go check out the course, because it looks beautiful. Okay, I'm here with... Mike. Mike, nice to meet you, mate. Hey, uh, what's your favorite thing about parkrun? I think it's probably just the fact that it's a community thing and everyone gets down and does it and it's always harder to run by yourself. Uh, it's always good when you've got a group of people to sort of spur you on and everyone gets around each other. It's always good fun. Perfect. Thank you very much for sharing. You have a great run. Thanks very much. All right, I'm here with, what's your name? Paul. Paul, what's your favourite thing about parkrun? Oh, just the, everybody together and all that. And I've actually just come back from Tassie, Queensland, Victoria. I ran park run every Saturday. Oh wow. Um, what, what are some of the places that you got around to? Oh, Crane. Oh, uh, a couple in Bendigo, which is Warriors one. Uh, there's three or four in um, Queensland. Orford in Tasmania, I remember. Oh, okay. I remember Crane last said because it was minus three. Minus three? Yeah. But I just love the... You can go anywhere and you see people and talk to people. Park runs everywhere and you can talk to people. Yeah. I'm 78, still going. I still enjoy running. And I will till I fall over. <laughs> Hopefully not today. No. <laughs> Alright Paul, great chatting it's to you and have a great run. Doing this. That's wonderful. Oh cheers. Yeah. Oh you have a good one, okay? Thanks mate. Okay, I'm here with Duncan. Duncan, what's your favourite thing about park run? Uh, it's sort of the community, but it's also uh, trying to beat my daughter, who I used to beat easily, and is now beating me. So that's that's my big challenge going forward. It happens. Hello, daughter. Hello. Is your favourite thing about parkrun beating your dad? Not really. I think it's just coming down and running with lots of people, and it's more motivating than running by yourself, I think. Ain't that the truth? Well, congratulations on catching up to him and eclipsing him. Well done. Thanks. Morning, Chris. It's great. Chris, it's what? a great group of people just here, and uh, the organisation's amazing. <laughs> I just love it. Excellent. Now, I'm here with a self-confessed parkrun starter. What's your name? Uh, Charlie. Charlie, what got you into parkrun? What kept you coming back? Uh, my partner got me into it and just keeps me accountable. I wouldn't be out here doing it if there wasn't a uh, big bunch of us anyway. So. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Thanks, gang, and uh, I'll see you around. Cheers, mate. Well that's it from me from Lake Claremont Park Run. This is a cracking course at a beautiful location. Thoroughly recommend coming along. But tell you what, how about you tell us what your favourite thing is about Park Run as well? Hey, why not crack open the phone, hit record and start talking? It's not hard, even I can do it. Alright, I'll catch you around. See ya. So I'm here at Stratford-upon-Avon Juniors. It's Pippa and it's a beautiful sunny day and hey, look who I found. Hey Pippa. Hi Alison. Are you having fun here at Juniors? Oh my God, it's like the best fun ever. Seeing these kids smile and it's the perfect tonic for anyone having a really bad day all week. Or having to wear the most fetching, beautiful boots sort of as you come over to do parkrun tourism. What happened, Alison? Well, adventures will probably know I broke my ankle back in January and I had hoped to be able to be doing parkrun while on this trip, but I've had a bit of a backwards 
turn in terms of my recovery and the surgeon said you need to wear your moon boot and absolutely no park run. Huh. I'm going to call you out on that one Alison. I think this is your fourth volunteer at park run. Are you not being a park runner this break? A park runner in this respect. So yes, I am getting almost well I say I'm not getting the the park run experience in terms of getting my barcode scan but I think I'm getting an even more fuller park run experience because I'm here at the start I, I'm here like while everyone's running and at the end where everyone's really enjoyed themselves and it makes me feel good to be part that way oh that's brilliant I'm, I'm a real big fan of volunteering at park run particularly when the world doesn't look as if it's as if it's the one where you can get in a car and drive um, but thanks to you I've done two very very different park runs on the last weekend we were supposed to be touring together but uh yeah thanks I've been both to Wales and to Derbyshire I don't know how that happened yeah. and I've been to Stratford <laughs> both weekends and have you done some Commonwealth Games as well I have so um I was hoping to come to the Commonwealth Games when they announced it back in 2017 that it would be in Birmingham because you know it's pretty close to home and then with the pandemic I wasn't sure if we'd be able to and then Jacinda said we would be able to get back into New Zealand without the managed isolation um, system lottery and so I booked flights and tickets and I've been to see Sevens um, with New Zealand and Australia and I've been to see Australia play netball and also went to the cricket England New Zealand on Thursday it's been fun fab and just at the minute the New Zealanders are at the front of the um, road race that's going around Warwick which is very local to here yes fantastic we're really good in the cycling so Yay! Anyway, brilliant to catch up with you, Alison. You too, Pippa. See you soon. Bye. Hello, adventurers. It's Alison here reporting in again from the UK. But today, it's actually not Saturday, it's Sunday. And I am at Stratford-upon-Avon Rick Junior Park Run. I'm in the same location as last week for Stratford-upon-Avon Park Run. Um, but this time, it's the 2K event with lots of little kids. And I am volunteering as Marshall. So I'm going to see if I can track down Sue and we'll find all about the event. So I'm with Sue Teal. Now you're the co-event director of this event, is that right? That's right, with yeah. uh, another Simon, Simon Williams. Yes, yeah, so with the other Simon that Sue referred to was your husband Simon, <laughs> who we heard from last week. <laughs> and how did you get involved with juniors? Uh, well, Simon, my Simon, my husband, had done quite a lot of the, the work to talk to the council to get it set up. Um, and it just sort of stopped, it paused, so... I just thought, right, it's all done. I need to get involved. I need to just get it going because it's a perfect place for a junior park run. So, um, so I convinced Simon Williams to get involved as well and we just got going and started it. So how long have you been going now? Uh, we've done our 98th event. Um, so, we, of course, we paused during the pandemic. Um, so we've been going, I think, about three years. And what do you enjoy about juniors? Because you don't have kids who are junior age yourself. They're older now. That's true. Yeah. Um, I just like the excitement of getting kids involved in an event that they can do at their own pace, their own speed. And also that it's an event that parents can actually do with their children. A lot of sporting events, parents are standing on the sidelines watching. But this one, they can actually run with their children and enjoy it together. Or Marshall. <laughs> or Marshall, yeah. I mean, volunteering is also a really great part of juniors because we see, need so many marshals for safeguarding. And it's just great to be able to be out in a day like this where it's glorious sunshine um, watching your kids run. And they run part of the adult course, don't they? It's very similar to start with. Yes, so they, they run part of it and then they run... Uh, it's an out and back course uh, so they run a bit along through the recreation ground and then along the river and then back again it's a beautiful course it is lovely yeah and it's quite nice when you're sort of tail walking to be able to kind of take it in and appreciate it a bit more and what would you say to any park runner who perhaps has a juniors near them but has never been either with their children or as a volunteer I would say go and get involved take your children they will love the running um, and if they don't want to run they can also volunteer and it's just a lovely lovely atmosphere it's friendly people talk to you 
people encourage you to run to volunteer it's just really nice and it's also quite quick so it's finished by half nine perfect Paul thank you so much for having me it's been really fun it's good to see you again And that's a wrap from Stratford-upon-Avon, Rick Juniors. So much fun. Um, This is when I wish we had juniors in New Zealand because I would be there every Sunday. So if you have a juniors near you, you should go along and give it a try. Even if you don't have kids, it's awesome just to volunteer. So that's it from me here in the UK. Um, I'll be back in New Zealand next week. See ya. G'day Parkrun Adventurers, it's Lyndall. And today I'm coming to you from the lands of the Larrakia people which means I'm in Darwin now. For those of you who are particularly attentive to the podcast, you will know that there was a roving report from Darwin just a few weeks ago. Um, So I don't know whether there's a job here for me to do. In my usual, not very prepared manner, I haven't reviewed um, Sam's roving report, so I'm presuming that she's already interviewed the race, the run director and the event director and some of the locals or reviewed the course all those kinds of things so I don't know really what I can do here maybe I will try to find some visitors and try and find some tales of adventuring anyway let me see how I go that is my challenge for today I will listen to the briefing do the run and check in after that Alrighty, parkrun adventurers I've had some success I've found some tourists and I've happened to find the tourists who are from the furthest away. So here at Darwin, we managed to cover all of the states in Australia with tourists. Uh, but these guys are all the way from Footscray Meadows in the UK. Um, I've already forgotten your names. Rob and Larissa, is that right? Hey! <laughs> How are you going today? Yeah, it is. Very hot. <laughs> is this... Um, so you're from the UK, you're in Australia. Yeah. How long have you been in Australia? Just over two weeks now. Yes. Just over two weeks. Yeah, we, we um, went into Sydney first via Singapore, yep. and then we've been in Yalara, um, Uluru, yeah. Alice Springs, yeah. and now here. Yeah. We arrived last night. Oh, so <laughs> right in time for Parkrun yes. Day. Yes. <laughs> Always the plan. <laughs> so is this your second Parkrun in Australia or your third? Second. Yeah, yes. we did uh, West Coast Parkrun in Singapore on the way in. Yep. Uh, then Greenway. we did Greenway in Sydney, yep. and now here, Darwin. Yes, and you're up to how many overall? Uh, I've done 182 uh, with 68 different events. And I've done 203 park runs with 68 different events. All right, so you've got quite a few events. You must have some interesting touristing stories. What's your best story, whether it's something that it was a park run that you really loved or a bit of misadventure on the way that you had to rectify part of the way through? Have you got a, have you got a top tourist story for us? Yeah, I think the one I liked was uh, Weedon Island Preserve uh, in Florida. Uh, so it was all on a boardwalk in a swamp, which really stank. Uh, and it was covered in what I thought were spiders, but they were actually crabs. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that, that was my favourite one. Yeah. Uh, yes, I mean, so many stories. Yeah. Wimpole Estate we did recently. That's in uh, Cambridgeshire in England. Uh, that was just beautiful. Had the, probably the longest straight uh, of, of anyone we've done. Um, how about you? What about you, Lois? Um, I think my favourite was our Z. We did the alphabet, parkrun alphabet. So we did a Z. And it wasn't in, one in the UK, so we had to travel to the Netherlands. Yes. And we did that, and that was lovely. And that was just as the um, Invicta games, Invictus games, rather, were being um, taken down. So it was really lovely, yeah. yeah. And that. what's the Z called in Netherlands? Zweda Park. Yes, there's not many Zs around. Uh, no. <laughs> Zilmere, the Australian Z, is just up the road from my house, actually. So there you go. All right, now, so how much longer are you in Australia and what other parkrun adventures that you have ahead of you? Uh, so we're, we've got another four weeks. Cool. Uh, so next it'll be one in Adelaide, probably Paka. Pacapanthi, is Pacapanthi? it? Pacapanthi? Yeah. There's some people from Pacapanthi here. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Uh, then it'll probably be Albert in, in Melbourne. And uh, the last one will be, I think it's South Beach Recreation, relatively new in Perth. Aha. Uh-huh. So you'll, you will almost be a Peel Club member from one trip. So yeah. the Peel Club is every state in Australia. That's what I'm here chasing. Right. You'll have done, you'll have done pretty close to oh, that. That's right, yeah. We were, we were going to be going to, to uh, Cairns, but uh, Qantas sort of uh, messed us about a bit. So oh. there you go. So, yeah. There's a misadventure right <laughs> there. <Yeah. laughs> so we'll come back and do Queensland and Tasmania another time. Yeah. And New Zealand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Of course. Now, do you have any advice for aspiring adventurers, any 
top tips for touristing or anything like that? I mean, certainly in the UK, I don't know if it works in, in Australia, but um, cheap hotel chains are good. Yep. Uh, the, the 5K app is just absolutely brilliant. We actually support that. So, you know, the guy who's develop, developed that has changed things for yep. everyone. So uh, use that. Um, you know, just pick a place you might want to go. There's usually a park run nearby. Uh, apart, well, apart from you, Lara, which is a thousand kilometres from the nearest park run we discovered. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's it, I'd say. Yep. Just get out there and do it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yep. enjoy. And, and now your home park run, Footscray Meadows. Obviously, this podcast has lots of listeners in the UK, um, but is based in Australia. Tell us about your home park run. Okay, so it's, uh, it's a cross-country course. Uh, very few paths it's quite hot in the in the summer uh, we've got a winter course which is totally different so you can do it twice yeah it's quite small so if you if you're relatively fast you can get a good finish time a position rather yeah um yeah absolutely come and see us yeah it's a very friendly park run and yeah. um, it's it's known as a friendly park run and yeah. um, we really welcome lots of tourists anyone that you know people who run regularly we've got a really nice cafe locally do good coffee so come and yeah come and visit us we'd love to see <laughs> you <laughs> excellent well thank you so much thank for you. talking to me today and all the best for the rest of your adventuring um safe travels thank you so thank much you thank much. you, Cheers, thank you. thanks Okay, on the other end of the spectrum, I found Patrick. He's a first-time park runner. First-time park runner today, but not a first-time runner. No, I am not. No. <laughs> um, so I'm from Adelaide. Uh, came up to Darwin, um, doing a, a hike up in Catherine. And uh, while I was here, I figured I'd come to a park run and uh, sort of, you know, get a run in. So my training wasn't so spread out. Spread out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So this Parkrun podcast is, a, is for tourists, so you were one of us already on your very first Parkrun because <laughs> yeah. you're away from home yeah. doing a Parkrun. <laughs> How did you enjoy it? It was great. It was nice to run with other people. I'm often out running alone, yeah. so it was, uh, it was enjoyable. You know, running, running in, a, in a pack of people is always good fun. Yeah. You know, um, I don't do it often, so uh, when I do do it, it's... Uh, it's yeah. Yeah, it's great. It's, there's something about everybody running in the same direction and yeah. hearing all the breathing and the and the pavement pounding. It's it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, do you think you'll look up your local park run when you get home? Probably will. Yeah. Um, yeah there's a there's a couple pretty close to me. So yeah, yeah I need yeah. to add it to my my list of, yeah. of things to do. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I'm glad you had a lovely time at Park Run. I hope you do head back when you get home and all the best with your ultra you're training for an ultra at the moment yes yeah um, the Yerubilla Trail in Adelaide so it's 56 k's it's all up down it's going to have some big elevation so um, yeah I'm looking half looking forward to it (laughs) (laughs) look in my experience these things are really good when they're done so Mm. you've got that look forward to right yeah exactly exactly Exactly. I'd like to say it would be fun, but yeah, yeah it's yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. There'll be moments of fun, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> all right, well, thank you for talking to me. All the best no in your fledgling park run journey. Cheers, thank you. <laughs> And thank you very much to all of our roving reporters this week. And that included Cam over at Lake Claremont, Johan in Eswatini, Pippa and Alison, both in Stratford-upon-Avon and Lindell up at Darwin. So, Mel, we've we've covered the globe pretty well this week. It was good coverage, wasn't it? Go team. Thank you to everybody. Enjoyed listening to those. And Ollie, this week we haven't got mail as such, but we do have something from <gasps> the Poem Zone. The Poem Zone. That's right. It's back. The Poem <laughs> Zone. You and Scotty foreshadowed it. Uh, I'm I'm so excited about this. Uh, so, thank you very much to Patio Shimo. Sorry, Patrick. Patrick Shimazek. <laughs> for writing to us uh, with a contribution. And he did give us a message, Mel, so I'll read that out if that's okay. Mm-hmm. He said, Hi, Mel and Ollie and the rest of the crew. I hope you're all going well. Industrial disputes are resolved and everyone has a sufficient supply of caramel. I have a poem to submit. 
I'll leave the title for the reader. If you think it's worthy of reading out, may I ask for Mel's dulcet voice, read it out. Hmm. And I know you're you're ready to go, Mel, but I think it's that <laughs> nice. exciting that we need to keep the suspense going. And uh, if our listeners would like to hear it, it will feature at the very end of this week's episode. What do you think? I think that's a good idea. <laughs> I'm a little bit shy. <laughs> uh, I think you'll do a fantastic job. And it also means that if you really aren't that interested in hearing uh, me, not so much the content, but me, then you can just tune out when the outro music plays. No, rest assured, no one will be tuning out. <laughs> it, it will be a highlight. So thank you so much, Patrick. Uh, we're sorry to make you all wait to listen to it, but we are Nonetheless, very excited that you have helped reignite the poem zone. Moving swiftly on this yes. week <laughs> at Daz's. Daz has said, it's Wiggle Your Toes Day. Did you wiggle your toes running, jogging, walking or volunteering at Parkrun today? Welcome to Daz's. Tell us all about it. And Ollie, we haven't decided who's singing. Who's singing. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Who's reading out the first one? I might jump straight in if I may. And you can sing it if you like. No, 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 no. It's all good. But coming to us this week with a milestone is Claire Stutchbury. We hope Jack's doing well, Claire. We haven't heard from him for ages, but we know that he's off and he's busy. In any case, Claire said, graduated from my 25th volley milestone at St. Lucia. So a little clap, well, a big clap to Claire. Congratulations. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Purple shirts, they're the best. And with an achievement of sorts, Tracy Leeper, a cold iced mocha, please, Dazza, as I sweated it out at Nightcliff today, got to tick off the northernmost Australian park run along with my first in the NT. And Tracy shared a photo with the selfie frame with the Beautiful shoreline in the background there. Lovely. Excellent. And at home this week was Matthew Billington. Hey, Dazza. RD for me today at my home park run at Albury Wodonga Park Run. Great turn out of 90 park runners on a drizzly sort of day. FYI, for those Fibonacci number chasers, this event location will tick the box on 377 on the 24th of September and mm. our neighbouring event location of Willow Park Run in Wodonga will have 144 on the 20th of August. This will be a nice opportunity to meet some of my adventuring park run family if you're keen. So thank you for the tip on those, Matt. We're hearing a lot of people putting forward dates for Fibonacci numbers, mm. so it's good that the community's looking out for each other and spreading the word for those. Here, here. I'm going to need to do some planning. Mm -hmm. And we heard from Samantha Roberts, uh, a newbie to Dazzers at least, who was up at Varsity Lakes and said, watching the Sweet Swans Varsity Lakes Park Run. And thank you, Samantha, for an, a lovely photo with a black swan at the shoreline there and some very cute signets. Oh, I wonder if they got names like Albert at Albert, Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> and coming to us with something new this week, this is a new um, category mm. for us to read out at Dazzers. We had Chloe Bravos wiggling our toes in matching threads at Lake Joondalup Parkrun on this beautiful winter morning, local Noongar season of Dejilba. Chloe shared a photo of Team Bravos in their matching Parkrun shirts with a very well-positioned flag <laughs> and a very cute little child. Yes. Let us know their name, Chloe, too, so we can give a shout-out to said little child. Yes. But, Ollie, this caused me to want to do a bit of research about Noongar season, and so I got on to, you know, Google, as one does, and I've come up with this, if I can enlighten you. Please. In the southwest of Australia, the Noongar seasonal calendar includes six different seasons in a yearly cycle. These are Birak, Bunyaroo, Dijirin, Makaroo, Dijilba and Kambarang. Each of the six seasons represents and explains the seasonal changes we see annually the flowering of many different plants and the hibernation of reptiles and the molting of swans are all helpful indications that the seasons are changing. The Noongar seasons can be long or short and are indicated by what is happening and changing around us rather than by dates on a calendar. 
This sixth season calendar is extremely important to Noongar people as it is a guide to what nature is doing at every stage of the year, as well as understanding respect for the land in relation to plant and animal fertility cycles and land and animal preservation. So, Parkrunners, that's our learning for today. (laughs) Thank you, Mel. (laughs) Uh, It it is fascinating, certainly, to get a bit of an insight. I've never heard before of anything around the, the Noongar seasons. No, I'd never heard of it either. I had no idea it existed. So, I'm actually quite happy to learn that. Yeah, and all from a parkrun visit. So thank you, Chloe, for inspiring us for that and and Mel for uh, sharing a little bit more. No problem. Now, a very well-liked post with another achievement came from Barbara Luther, who said, this morning we visited Lota Parkrun in Brisbane. It was Roger's 350th parkrun and his 100th Australian event. We enjoyed sharing parkrun and breakfast with fellow adventurers Pauline, Russell and Belinda. And thank you, Barbara, for sharing the photo of the group with the flag and water in the scrubland in the background. So huge congratulations, 100 Australian parkrun events. Yeah, and I did share that photo with the Consolidated Club Report on Sunday if you want to check it out as well. Yes. But next up, with a frond that I was part of, Ollie, <laughs> we heard from Jodie Maisie. She said, hi, Dazza. My heart is full of love from all the friends who came and helped me celebrate my 50th park run at Kirkdale. And Jodie shared a collage of the mostly red theme plus selfie frame plus Jodie with celebrity sign, snack and podcast host. That's me. (laughs) (laughs) It was. Now. Another celebration, an anniversary, but not Chris Gore's anniversary. Chris reported in, though, saying, We certainly wiggled our toes this morning trying to keep warm while Karen Gore and I were waiting at the start line of Claysbrook Cove Park Run. It was the first park run in WA and their 10th anniversary. 230 runners and walkers turned up to help celebrate. The rain had moved on and the sun made an appearance for the event. Congratulations, Clay's Book Cove Park Run. And uh, thank you, Team Gore, for sharing the photos of, of, well, Team Gore in front of the water and a shot from the cafe afterwards. And uh, we'll echo that and say, happy 10th, Claysbrook Cove. Yes, I want to go there. That's on my list. Yes, very much so. And coming to us all the way from the UK, we heard from Graham Wilkinson, who said, got a wiggle on this morning to Stormont Parkrun in Norn with the reluctant volunteer in tow, ran the two flatter-than-expected laps in a tidy 24.47 and then joined that reluctant volunteer for some barcode scanning. Snakes challenge completed on the island that is famously devoid of snakes. Mm. And Graham sent us a joke, which is... What did St. Patrick say as he drove the snakes out of Ireland? (laughs) I don't know. What did he say? Are you all right in the back there, lads? (laughs) 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 I'll get my coat. (laughs) And we've got a lovely photo of Graham in his parkrun shirt. Yeah, a great shot. Uh, Even better joke. Thank you, Graham. (laughs) I love that. A dad joke. Oh, the best. I wonder what the building is in the background of that photo. It looks like a grand building. Mm. Graham will have to get back to us on that. Yeah, our, our Google researching hasn't extended that far this week. So, uh, yeah, let us know, Graham. And also reporting in, Mel, after a bit of an update last week in the podcast, Jen Arnold reported in from a tourist park run and said, Stephen Jackson and I headed to Orange Park Run after Bathurst Park Run was flooded with Stephen's eldest son, Chris, and younger son, Josh. It's a beautiful spot to run and we all pushed on for some extra distance. You were right on last week's podcast, Mel. We'd love to see plenty of parkrun adventurers at the Mount Panorama Punish this year for the Palm. Use the code ADVENTURER, so that's all one word, of course, uh, all caps, ADVENTURER, to enter. And don't forget to join the Adventurers team too. Have a great week. And Jen shared a photo of uh, of the gang in the selfie frame with uh, one Punish shirt in shot, I did notice. Very good. Looking forward to that event too. Yes, and thank you very much for confirming and for the generous offer. So, adventurers, if you haven't signed up yet, go and check it out. Use the code 
and uh, we hope to see as many of you there as possible. We might get our biggest front ever at Bathurst. Yeah, wouldn't that be cool? Okay, time for the OB to oh, announce yes. the winner if you've got the envelope. I do. I do. It's right here. Uh, I have cleared the post-its and I can see it nice and clearly today. Excellent. The OB this week goes to... <laughs> Graham Wilkinson. Congratulations, Graham. And he wins an Obie for a dad joke. That's well, there right. There you go. That's what it takes. That's <laughs> what it takes. So that'll be the next new segment, will it? The dad joke. Have, has that happened in the pod before? A jokes corner. Surely there's been a jokes segment. I mean, we've had the Christmas bonbon jokes, of oh, course. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yes. dad jokes? I know. I know dad jokes. Good at that one, Peter Pullman. Yes. Is that an invitation, Mel? Well, Yes, of course. Always happy to um, take contributions from wherever. <laughs> Does it need to squeeze into the poem zone for now? Does it need to be poetic dad humour? Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Getting a bit niche there. <laughs> back, back to what I was going to say. Thank you, everyone, for joining us at Dazz's. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Dazz's is done. What's up now? Time for us to throw to the informant. This is the informant. These are unofficial stats. They are only current at the time they are collected and may differ from the stats you read elsewhere. This week, there were 450 runs held down under, down 9 on last week, 413 in Australia and 37 in New Zealand. This is out of 1,753 worldwide. Aussie New Zealand attendance was 35,376, down approximately 500 on last week. That was out of 203,000 worldwide. There were two event launches, Bell's Parade in Tasmania and Limemark Playing Fields in the UK. Down under, we had 4,010 PBs while 1,516 people participated for the first time. 72 juniors reached their junior 10 milestone. 146 people reached their 50 milestone. 101 reached their 100 milestone. And 28 people reached their 250 milestone. 17 people called bingo. Randall Pavlich was quickest on 172 runs while David Lawrence was slowest on 337 runs. There were eight new statespeople. Iswani Bana in the ACT, Tiana Rains and the family of Riz, Mark, Liz and Richard Brownhill in the Northern Territory, Kellyanne Urquhart and Luke Elliott in South Australia. In the top 20 most Aussie New Zealand events list, Jim Woodruff moved up to equal 8th, and Brian Hardy moves up to 19. Overall in the biggest movers, Mark Aldercourt and Stephen Davis moved up 9 spots each. 409 people lifted their Windex. The biggest mover is Errol Poole, who moves up 23 to 97. In the Adventurer Challenges, we had three Pool Club inductees, Andrew Blanchin, Kelly Layton, and Marianne Law, a further 10 parkrunners, completed the half cowl. An added bonus, no extra charge, I'm giving you an update on the eye index. I've heard numerous mumblings about the eye index lately, and it's time to set the record straight. Clear up some misconceptions. First, a look at history. This began long ago in episode 226. It is exactly like the Wilson Index. But you're not working with run numbers, it's event number. It's a continuous number of different parkrun events that you have done, in order of their commencement. In Australia, the first event launched is Main Beach. Therefore, event number one is Main Beach. Event number two is New Farm. Event number three is Albert Park. Event number four is St Peter's. 
Event number five is Kira, and so on. Main Beach, being event number one, is the Wilson equivalent of running at a launch. If you haven't run at Main Beach, your eye index is zero. If you are a Queenslander and have run Main Beach, New Farm and Kira, but haven't ran interstate, your index is two. Yes, you have run number five Kira, but you are missing three and four at Albert Park and St Peter's. Just like Wilson and contrary to common misconception, you don't have to run all the numbers in sequence. You can go and back bill three and four any time. However, this is not the constitution. You can play with this however you like. Cameron can make a WA version and only include WA events. Allison can make a New Zealand-based version. Someone has suggested a floating version. Also, all good. Where it comes apart somewhat is when multiple events launch on one day or an event folds. Remember, back in the old days, as kids we had those choose-your-own-adventure books. I'm inviting you to choose your own adventure. Right, moving on. This week's spreadsheet has an I-index tab. It has a list of the higher I-index holders and a list of all Aussie park runs with a number defining launch order. Neil Barnett is top of the list of the I-indexes. Neil has run all of the Australian events up to the launch of Tuggeranong. But in his 323 different events, he has not yet run at Parramatta, which is our 21st event. Therefore, has an I index of 20. If Neil runs Parramatta this week, he doesn't move to 21. He moves much higher because he has already run Riverway, Fingal Bay, Rockingham, Cleveland, etc. Hopefully that clears it up. Or perhaps it has made a mess of it. Depending on stress level from correspondents, the I index stays or gets buried and never spoken of again. If you would like to see these stats in full, you can download them from theinformant.me. That's www.theinformant.me. Or look for The Informant on Facebook. This has been The Informant and my spreadsheet is bigger than yours. And thank you once again to our informant. And Mel, let's keep the stats going. I think it's time for an update on the Consolidated Club Report. Yes, this week, Saturday the 6th of August 2022, a total of 262 members, of which 208 took part at 111 different locations. In the UK, there was 18 events at Millhouses, Southall, Glossop, Carlisle Park, Cheadle Hume, Stormont, Farham, Nonsuch, Rygate Priory, Lardyard, Penryn Campus, Ross on Wye, Shepton Mallet, St Mary's, Alberbeg, I can't say that one, <laughs> <laughs> Aberbeg, Penryn, Edgbiston Reservoir, the Cinder Track Whitby. Oh, and in the USA, we had one event at Joe Creason. In South Africa, one event at Homestead Lake. In Eswatini, one event at Manzini. Germany, one event at Ollie. Rosenstein Park. In Singapore, there was one event at Bishan. But locally, we had adventurers at 32 events in Victoria, 19 events in New South Wales, 16 events in Queensland, 7 in South Australia, 4 in West Australia, 3 in ACT, two in Taswija, one in Northern Territory, three in the North Island and one on the South Island and that was another clean strike. Excellent. Well done, everyone. Sorry for all the stumbling on some of the harder-to-pronounce names, but largest fronds, Ollie, this week, four adventurers turned up again at Umbagong District There was Mike Scott, Tanya Pollard, Michael Charlton and Tim Robbins. Four more at Kirkdale Reserve in Victoria. Oh, that was where I was. Joan Maisie, (laughs) Bruce Purdy, Joanne Blackbourne and me. And (laughs) five at Lota, Roger and Barbara Luther and Belinda Russell and Pauline Taylor. 
But the biggest frond this week was at the Ponds with Charles Burns, Jeff Robinson, Joe McLean, Louise Garbers, Lisa Spencer, and Julie and Gordon Turner. Hooray. Hooray. Yeah, go the Ponds. Yeah. Once again. Yeah. So I know we had in the frond stakes, I know we had a couple at Kirkdale as well because otherwise our frond would have been bigger, but some of our members were actually volunteering. Mm. I'm sure you had a few at your park run. Yeah, we did have a couple. That's correct. (laughs) (laughs) But I do know for a fact there was eight out Ainsbury Heritage Trail Juniors this week. Excellent. Woohoo! Well done, everyone. And thank you to all the volunteers out there. Oh, and there would have been two volunteering at Strathford on Avon. There certainly would have been, as we heard from earlier. Mm. There's always a a couple of new names in there and a couple of of surprises, so well done, everyone. And um, are you excited about next week, Mel? Are you excited about the fronds popping up next week? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how many people turn up at Cooks River and join us or are just in town for City to Surf, of course, a very iconic New South Wales fun run that's been going for a very long time. Uh, Didn't it have its 50th running during lockdown, Ollie? Did we do that as a virtual? That was a virtual. So I suppose this is the 50th physical run of the event. Yes. Yes. So that's kind of exciting. Lots of people like to dress up. I'm going to be dressing up. Uh, You may or may not be as banana. (laughs) I was thinking a different shade of yellow, but yes. <laughs> really? Well, apricot yellow. Oh, okay, yes. You do like to run in your singlet, don't you? Mm, I do. With that park run name on it. That's right. It's a shame the font is so small. Well, but it does make you stand out and you will see other park runners. So, yeah, it would be interesting to know if park runners out there are going to be running in their park run singlets. That's right. And, and there are a couple of... Uh, Couple of familiar names coming to the event as well. I, th- I think I've even seen in the in the post shared recently that Liam Adams is making an appearance. So yeah, competition's tough for us, Mel. We'll say hi to him for me because I'm going to be <laughs> seeing him at my end. <laughs> Unless he does a lap of honour. Mm. Uh, but also there was somebody else. Oh, um, Superman. You are, of course, referring to our recent guest, are you not, Mel? I am, and I can't think of his name. So Aiden Hobbs, our recent guest, it. Aiden Hobbs. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Sorry, Aiden. So, yeah, look, we, we look forward to seeing them disappear very quickly into the distance, not because we don't like them, just because we live in awe and we'll use them as motivation and inspiration for our own city to surfs. Correct. Yes. And at Cook's River. Yes. Um, I think the whole office is going to be there. I think so. We'll have to leave the informants in charge. Oh, well, no, everything's good now. That should be fine. No concerns there whatsoever. Mm. What could possibly go wrong? Maybe we should rethink that. (laughs) (laughs) Who else could we leave in the office? Buy some more caramel. Everything's fine. Okay. But I am looking forward to Cook's River. I think it's it's going to be a bit of a flying trip for me. It's looking like a busy day, but uh, I'm there. Excellent. Yes. All right. Well, that pretty much wraps it up because we haven't got much else to say about Cook's River. Well, not to say. Yeah, not to say. We, oh. we do have we do have something else coming up, of course, don't we, Mel? <laughs> Maybe they'll forget. <laughs> <laughs> so stay tuned for the long-awaited return of the Poem Zone. We've been making you wait for that. But in the meantime, we are certainly looking forward to seeing some of you next weekend or this weekend, if that's when you're listening to it, <laughs> or last weekend. <laughs> All right, I'm tapped Uh, out, Mel. Yeah, no, I'm tapping (laughs) over. Uh, As always, you can contact us on Facebook or our email, which is parkrunadventurers at gmail.com. That's it, almost, for another week. We'll see you all next week for more adventures.
time zone. I've been to park runs that don't go up or down From Dolls Point to Husky and Old Picton Town But no matter how far or how wide I roam I still call Shell Harbour home I like to tourist, I love being free and so I keep leaving the farm and the sea But I yearn for the bush, sand and dirt road I still call Shell Harbour home All the volleys and runners joining round the world Jogging with their family and friends as they get their BGs and PBs, it's good to know where your milestone ends. Come Saturday, we'll all be jogging once more by the cafe, lagoon, cardio hill, and the shore. I realize something that I've always known. I still call Shell Harbor home.